0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, tonight I want to talk just a little bit about get your mind right. Amen. Somebody look at your name and say, get your mind right. Look at your other neighbor and say, get your mind right. Amen. It's important that we have our minds right. Amen. It's important that we that we're thinking right. Amen. Turn over to Ephesians chapter three and verse twenty, and we'll start here, and then we'll we'll see how far we get into this tonight. Like I said, I'm not going to try to keep us here all night because I do know we we've got uh, campers going, getting ready. Some who's packed already. Not too many. Okay, that's what I thought. So we got people that need to pack tonight and and things, but we want to. I want to share this uh, bef- and, and get it off my off my heart, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Sound good? So we're 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 talking about getting your mind right. Ephesians chapter three and verse twenty. You ought to be there by now. It says, "Now to him who is able, say able." to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Glory to God. Somebody say ask. Somebody say think. Uh, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen, the word says. According to the power that's at work in us. Amen. Amen. And I want to talk specifically tonight about the, what are we thinking? What are you thinking? Amen. If, were, were you ever growing up and, and, and you found yourself uh, doing something and your mom or your dad asks you, what are you thinking? <laughs> Come on, say, what are you thinking? Look at your neighbor and say, what are you thinking? Oh, I've been there, amen. I've been there many times when, when I was growing up and, 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 you, and you're doing something that your parents asked you to and, and, and you, you think you're doing it just right. Come on. But then somebody who knows a little bit more than you comes in and sees what you've been doing and says, what are you thinking or what were you thinking? Amen. It's important to know what we're thinking. It's important to keep a barometer on what we're thinking. It's important to keep to keep an eye on what we're thinking, because what we're thinking is important. It determines what we do amen what we think determines what we do what we think determines what our actions are amen you can't do something unless you first think about it amen there is no there is no action in life uh, uh, unless you first think about what what it is that you're doing amen amen sometimes we we don't think as much as we should amen don't look at your neighbor that time Uh, god wants to get our thinking right because he's wanting to do some things It says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So how many of you know that God needs us to get our thinking straight or our thinking right or our thinking up, amen, uh, to a new level so that he can do some more things, amen, because he's able to do exceedingly above and abundantly, amen. And so as big as we can think is, is the barometer of how much he can do exceedingly abundantly above, amen. And I don't know about you, but I want God's exceeding. I want God's above. I want his, his abundant, amen. I don't want just the bare, the bare minimum. I don't want just think just barely enough so that I can skate by. I want to I think big. I want to think right. I want to think in line with the word of God. I want to think in line with the truth of the word so that I can have the truth of the word be displayed in my life, not only in my life, but through my life. Amen. I want to see and experience the reality of God. I want to see the kingdom of God come here on earth. I want to see the power of God that we see in scripture. I want to see it work, not only, not only in other people's lives, not only over and after, Africa or some other place. I want to see it right here, right home. I want to see it right here in my life. I want to see it right here in my family. I want to see it right here in my church. I want to see it right here in our worship. I want to see it right here in our preaching. I want to see it right here in our community. I want to see it right at your workplace. I want to see it right at my workplace. I want to see it in my grocery stores. Amen. I want to see the glory of God be at work in my life. Amen. But you got to think right in order to act right. Somebody say, think right. Somebody say, act right. Glory to God. It says, it says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in you. Say, the power's at work in me. Say, I'm already at work. God's already placed power on the inside of you, Amen. He's already put the power. How many born again people we got in the place tonight? That's a pretty good crowd. And we got. If you've already been born again, then the power's already been put in you. Glory to God. The power's already residing on the inside of you. But how many know you could have a you could have an engine that's full of power? You could have a a a, a Dodge a, a Hellcat that's got 770 horsepower right off the factory. Amen man sitting in the garage and it can have be full of power it can have it can have all that horsepower and all that torque glory to god but how many you know until you crank up the engine and press the gas pedal it doesn't matter how much power resides in the engine if you don't put your foot to the gas come on then that power is not going to be at work glory to god for you like it could be come on somebody I want the power to be at work. I want the power that's at work. I want the power that resides, glory to God, so that it can actually be useful. Come on, I'm in the kingdom not just to be decoration. I'm here to be useful. There's no kingdom vessels that are just for decoration. Come on, God doesn't have a living room in in the kingdom full of vessels that are just for decoration. That's a couch, but you can't sit on it. That's a, that's a vase, but don't put any flowers in it. Come on, God doesn't do that. I know Grandma does. Come on. Pastor Angela used to. If, I would say that if she was here, too. She'll re- listen to the recording. I remember she had a living room when, when, I, when I was growing up that you couldn't sit on any of the furniture in that living room. No, don't go in that living room. That I'm like, oh, okay. It was just me. Oh, that was the other <laughs> See, maybe, maybe that was just a little bit of wisdom on her part. She's like, I know him. He's not sitting on that furniture. Amen. Everybody else, welcome. Come on in. Amen. But God doesn't have a kingdom where he has un, unused things. Amen. Pastor Greg talked a little bit about that this morning. Amen. He, he's, got, he's got vessels that he's looking to use. Amen. But we got to think right. Turn over to Luke uh, chapter 17. Actually, you don't even have to turn there for sake of time. Luke 17 verse 20 says the kingdom of God is within us. Amen. It says you're not going to see the kingdom of God just by observation saying, look here, look, it's there. But he said the kingdom of God is actually within us. Amen. Amen. Say it's in me. So there's some things on the inside of us that we got to get out, that we've got to walk in, that we've got to participate with, that we've got to release. But the only way to do that is to, to get this right. Amen. I I, I remember uh, several years ago I was I was thinking and, and meditating on these things and, and the Lord said that the mind is the portal to the supernatural. And what does that mean? That sounds real spiritual, but, but really what it means is that the difference between uh, uh, just seeing the supernatural and somebody else else's life or experiencing it for yourself is getting this connected with this. If you'll get this connected with this, then this will just begin to do it. Come on, God said it to me like this. He said, He said, if you, I was, I remember I was, I was studying, I was like, Lord, how can I put this thing into practice that I need to do? And and this thing into practice that I need to do, and that thing, you know, come on, sometimes you can think like, man, I don't measure up. I need to get, I need to lay hands on the sick, and I need to preach to the, the gospel more, and I need to pray more, and I need to, you know what I mean? And you start looking at your list of to-dos that you need to up your game in, and it can start to get overwhelming. So I went to the Lord with that. I said, Lord, how do I do all this? And he said this simple phrase to me that helped me a lot. He said, be consumed with me and then you'll be consumed with me. He said, quit trying to check a list and try to grow in this area and grow in that. He said, just focus on being consumed with me and then you'll find yourself consumed with me in this area, consumed with me in that area. And you'll find that you're just obeying the leading of your heart and fulfilling what I'm asking you to do because your focus is not in trying to do better in this and do better in that and, and get better in this area. It's just being, just being consumed. Being consumed. Well, how do you know if you're gonna be consumed with something, it's gotta be working up here. It's got to be working in the mind. You can't, you're not consumed with something. Let, uh, come on, you, know, you ladies know what I'm talking about. Amen. If the dishes aren't done, amen. If the dishes aren't done, amen, then it's on your mind. Come on, somebody. And, and, and until those things are done, amen, you can't move on to the next thing, right? So whatever's in your mind, whatever's in your mind is what's going to get done. Amen. If the laundry ain't done, glory to God, then it's going to get have to get done if there's anything else that's going to happen. Somebody say Amen. All my husbands say amen. So there's some things that we have to get in our minds so that the the things that God wants to do can get done. Amen. Does that sound good? Hallelujah. Most battles are won and lost between the ears. The Holy Spirit said this to me a couple weeks ago. He said, if you don't think it, you won't believe it. If you don't believe it, you won't dare to ask it. If you don't dare to ask it, you won't live it. And if you don't live it, God can't do it. I'm going to say that again. If you don't think it, you won't believe it. If you don't believe it, you won't dare to ask it. If you don't ask it, you won't live it. And if you don't live it, God can't do it. Come on. There's some things in our life that we need We need to begin to think. Begin to think. Uh, point number one here. I know I've been going for a few minutes, 12, only 12. That's not too bad. Packed a lot of words in that 12 minutes. Amen. Uh, The first point here is it's up to us to do something with our mind. It's up to you to do. Let me get it a little more home. It's up to you to do something with your mind. Man, you can come here and hear awesome messages uh, three times a week. You can come to prayer on Monday night. You can you can do all these things. But if in in your life, if you're not doing something with your mind, amen, your mind is, is going nonstop all day long. If you don't if you don't think it is, just tomorrow, for the first two hours of the day, pay attention to all the different thoughts that come into your mind. It's going a million miles an hour, and some people's more than others. Amen. Pastor Greg's goes twice as fast as mine does. Amen. He's thinking, he's thinking twice. Twice the amount of thoughts in the, in 30 minutes than I am able to think. Amen. And some people are wired that way. They're able they're able to think and do this and do that. There and then and then there's others that are a little more daydreamy. You my daydreamers. Amen. But even then, your, your mind is thinking, your mind is going, amen. And so whether you're one of those ones that's like, boom, 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 I got to do this and I got to do that, and, and, and before, I, before my, it's 5.30 in the morning, I've, I've done my run, and, I, and, and I've done the dishes, and I've done the laundry, and I'm, and I'm prepping lunches, amen. I'm talking to Brittany Jett over there, amen. Uh, you know, what, whatever it is, if you're that type of person, or if you're the person that sits there for a few minutes with your cup of coffee and just says, yes, Jesus. Either way, your mind is starting to go as soon as, you, as, soon as your eyes open. And, and really, even before that, your mind's going in sleep. Amen. And so our, mind, our minds are, are constantly at work. And, and, and it's up to us to decide what our minds are thinking on, what our minds are doing. Amen. Somebody say, I have control over my mind. I have control over my mind. Romans chapter eight and verse five. And it says here it says, "For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. but those who living live according to the spirit, The things of the spirit or you could say set their minds on things of the spirit He's just saying the same thing a different way. So those who live according to the flesh, the key that that is causing the the ignition to be turned on and the power to be surged in their life is pointed in the direction of their flesh because their mind is set on the flesh. But those who live—if you've ever wondered, like what is the difference between between you know sister holiness, who's always living in the spirit and always living out of the spirit, and seems to always be on ten, uh, uh, you know what is the difference between her or or brother flesh bucket over here, who 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 just, just seems to always just kind of be in the natural or or doing his own thing or just barely hanging on or whatever—and you're like, what what is the difference between uh, uh, that that person and this person? And I, and and where i would like to be the difference is what their mind is set on according to the word that is the difference It's not that God did a more powerful work in sister holiness. It's not that she received a better salvation or a more powerful Holy Ghost or or that she has some extra grace to live out uh, 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 her salvation and do demonstrations and and pray. No, 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 no. That's the lie of the enemy that says it's easier for her and and it's harder for you. That's the lie of the enemy. The simple fact is the only difference is she sets her mind on the things of the spirit. She puts a priority of putting her mind on the things of God and the other brother or the other sister, you know, they, they they have not mastered that yet, but I believe they will. Everybody can. Everyone has the authority over their minds. I said, everyone has the authority over their minds. Turn over to Colossians chapter three. How do I know that? Because that's what the word says. Colossians chapter 3, very familiar verse, but we'll read it just because I want to hammer in this thought. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, if then you were raised with Christ, say, I was raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Then verse 2 says what? Set your mind on things above, not on the things of earth. Then verse 3, this is the reason why, because you died and your life is hidden in Christ. Amen. I like, I think it's the message translation says, says uh, set, seek, uh, seek at the right hand because that's where all the action is. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be where the action is. Come on, I, I, that's what, if there's something going on and it's fun, I want to be there. I, I, I have. Has anyone ever heard of FOMO? Fear of missing out. It's an acronym. It's fear of missing out. I've got FOMO. I've had FOMO since I was a little kid. I remember my parents. You know, they would say it's time for bed, and there would be like company over, and and I'm like, what? There's still people here. There's still things going on. I have to go to bed, and they're like, "Get in bed. It's time for for bed. You got school in the morning." And I would, I would just be so heartbroken. And and, and my dad would always say, "Fun time's over. Get in bed." And and it was just, and he knew it just would like. Grind in my in me a little bit. Fun times over, and I'd be. Oh, I don't want fun time to be over. I, I want to hang out. I want to have fun. And, and he's like, "Fun times over. Get in bed. Go get in bed, so we can get the party started." And it, you know, he's just <laughs> keying me a little bit. And, and and I remember, I would my bed uh, in our first house our, that I remember, at least the first house I remember. Our, my bed, my doorway would look straight in the living room, and my bed edge was at the edge of the doorframe. And so I would lay and put a pillow on the hard uh, bed post. So that I could peek out the window, out the doorway to see what was going on in the living room. Just to get a peek at what was happening, the fun stuff that was going on, I could key, key in and just—I know I can't go all the way in, but if I can just get a peek, Amen. Then, then, and I would fall asleep, you know, like this, and 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 have that wood in my neck because I was so afraid to miss out on the fun things that were going on, Amen. Well, there's some fun things that are going on in the kingdom of God, and I still got FOMO, Amen. And so I'm not going—I got—I got a fear of missing out of what's going on in the kingdom. And I just can't stop. I can't help, amen, if I've not made it all the way in yet. Glory to God. I'm sitting there with my head at the door and my neck leaning on the bedpost so I can at least get a peek at what's going on so that I can go, amen. I, maybe I'm not grown up enough to get all into what I want to get in. Maybe there's some maturity that still needs to take place. Glory to God. But, but I'm still going to keep my eye on the prize. I'm still going to look. I'm still going to stretch my neck out. Glory to God. And see what's going on the fun stuff that's happening around the throne amen so that i can get in there glory to god when my time comes and that's why even now i don't go to bed till like one o'clock in the morning sometimes ain't nothing going on ain't nobody doing nothing but i ain't going to bed until i know all the fun's over amen And then I do the same thing to my kids. Fun time's over. Y'all go to bed so we can get the cake out. I always tell them we're going to get a cake out and cupcakes. I've got cupcakes for after y'all go to bed. <laughs> Praise God. But we've got to set our minds. And, and the Bible says we can set our minds. Amen. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down every argument. Amen. Doesn't your mind like to argue against some stuff? Casting down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is the important part, bringing every thought. Do you think the word says bringing every thought just because it's a pipe dream? Or is there power and grace in the word of God to enable you to do exactly what it says? If it says bring every thought, then there's a grace and ability, amen, when you respond to the word to bring every thought. Well, I keep having thoughts of this. I keep having thoughts of that. I keep having thoughts of doubt. I keep having thoughts of, uh, of unworthiness. I keep having thoughts that I'm not good enough. I keep having thoughts that the cancer is going to come back. I keep having thoughts that 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 my my the sickness that runs in my family is going to end up on me. Whatever the thought, amen. The Bible says you have the grace and the ability to set your mind on things above and to bring every thought that that raises itself against god into captivity amen you have the grace to do it and we must do it in order to get the things done that god wants to do he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think we've got to bring we've got to learn to bring our thought life into captivity Woo! (laughs) yeah but my family's always thought this way okay that's 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 good to know but you have the authority to bring that into submission and into captivity. Yeah, but, but we've always thought that, that it was this way. Yeah, bring that thought into the captivity of Christ. Does it line up with the scripture? Does it line up with the word of God? Does it line up with the truth? Amen. And if you don't know, then you, then you need to find out. Amen. And if you find out that it's not in line with the truth of the word, then you bring that thought into the captivity of Christ so that you can begin to think what God thinks, so that you can have what god has come on begin to think what god thinks so you can have what god has that's what we're talking about number two here it says uh the point is um our mind is a garden and we can cultivate whatever we want from the kingdom of god say i'm a gardener see in the natural i don't have a green thumb I don't know anything about plants. I can't tell you what plant is which, and I don't know what to do for them. And every plant I ever had has always shriveled up and died. But in the kingdom, I have a grace to cultivate my mind. Let's look at some scripture real quick to back this up so you don't just think I'm making stuff up. Amen. Turn over to Matthew chapter 13. verse 18, and uh, it says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside, but he received the seed on stony places. Uh, This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but only endures for a while. For when the tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, say, because of the word, immediately he stumbles if you're experiencing tribulation or persecution it's because of the word amen it's because the enemy's coming to steal the word that was sown either by a message or by the word you've gotten into yourself the enemy comes to steal the word so if you're experiencing a rough time it's because of the word that's been sown in your life If you're experiencing tribulation, it's because there's word that's been sown in your life that the enemy can't afford to see you walk in. So he's bringing tribulation because he wants to get your mind off of what God has said and onto the circumstances, onto the winds and waves, so that he's hoping that you might sink. He's hoping, but say, I'm not sinking. Come on, you are you have authority over your mind and you are the cultivator of, of your garden, the garden of your mind. Amen. And it says uh, so then it says now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and he becomes unfruitful. See, the enemy doesn't care how he gets you as long as he gets the word out of you. He doesn't care what attack you're susceptible to. Well, I, I, I don't care about riches. I'm not going to fall into that. But, but I get stressed out about, about uh, my family situation. Well, he doesn't care which way he gets you as long as he gets your mind off of the word and off of what God says and on what he's saying and doing. Amen. And it says, uh, and he becomes unfruitful. That's his point. He wants, he wants you to become unfruitful. Say, I'm not becoming unfruitful but he say, this is me, but he who received the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, not just hears it. And, and in this, and in this, we know that it's the doers that, that are blessed. But how many, you know, before you do something that you've got to have it function up here, right? It's he who hears it and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces. We want to produce, so we got to hear some things, but then we got to understand some things so that we can produce some things. We got to hear some things, then we got to understand some things so that we can produce some things. Amen. And then it it says, he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed uh, bears fruit and produces some 100, some 60, and some 30. We get to choose what kind of production we have what kind of ground we're going to be. Amen. It's our choice. God says, I'll give the word. And I know there's a power in the seed of the word that can produce in, in any ground. See, even in the in the ground that's not good, the seed pops up many times. Come on. Because because God's seed is powerful and the word is powerful and it'll pop up even when the ground's not good because the word the seed's good. But whether the ground is good or not, it's de- it determines what the seed of the word produces. And you get to determine what kind of ground your mind is, what kind of ground your life is. Amen. And so if you want to produce 30, then God will allow you to produce 30. If you want to produce 60, God will allow you to produce 60. But if you want to produce a hundredfold, God would says, I've given you the grace and the authority and the power over your mind and your life to produce a hundredfold if you would like to, amen. I want to produce as much as I can, amen, so that I can have fruit for the kingdom, glory to God. And, and the, the Greek word here that, that understand, uh, I won't try to pronounce it because it, it, sounds like a, a sushi order, uh, and so. So it's like son-sim-himi or something. Uh, I'll take the son-himi scene with an extra crab on top. Uh, and, but it says to set or bring together, to set or join together in the mind, in the mind, say in the mind, a knowledge grounded on personal experience A knowledge, I like this, obtained by proximity to the thing known, understanding uh, it signifies a clear and purely and, and purely mental perception so he's not talking about like a spiritual understanding that's just spirit no he's saying I want your mind to understand the things that the seed of the spirit I want your mind to fall in line with what's going what's being deposited in your spirit because when your mind gets gets connected what's this uh, with the seed that's deposited in your spirit then it can spring up and produce amen and we want to produce amen uh let's, uh, one, one last point and then we'll wrap this up. A renewed mind comes through meditation. A renewed mind, a strong mind, a mind that's set on the things of God comes through meditation. Now this isn't Eastern meditation where you, mmm, and empty your mind. No, we're not trying to empty our mind, we're trying to, fulfill, we're trying to fill our mind, Come on, we're not emptying out our mind. We're trying to point our mind in a direction. We have authority over our mind. We're not trying to empty our mind and, 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 just, and just sit and be. No, we're trying to fill our mind with the truth and see something, amen, so that we can do something. Glory to God. It's a different kind of meditation. But let's turn over to chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 1. Y'all know this scripture. But I want to bring something out real quick. Y'all say real quick in the name of Jesus. And uh, this is obviously, we know, we know this, uh, uh, Moses has died, and Joshua's getting, getting put in charge of the, of the children of Israel, and, and he's probably like, oh, my Lord, because he's seen the kind of group this is. Amen. But God's saying, be strong, be of good courage. We won't read all that for time's sake. But get over into verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to that is, written, that is written, written in it. For then you, say you, say me, will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And so we see here the, this, this principle of meditation and then doing. Getting it in here and then doing it. We can't do, do before we get it in here. Amen. Not in a way that will make ourselves prosperous and have good success but we want to bear fruit for the kingdom right we want to we want our our, our actions to be be uh, uh, of good success and prosperous according to the kingdom of god not necessarily according to man's standards not necessarily according to the world's way of seeing things but according to the kingdom we want to be prosperous and have good success we want to see fruit being being uh, uh, produced in our life 30 60 or 100fold amen well god lays out here someone who who is is being given a charge and And notice this, God's not saying this because because, uh, God has to do something. No, God has said, I've already given the land. I've already given the land, and see, in, in the same way, you and I, we've already been given these things. The, the uh, every promise of God is what, yes, and Amen, Amen. God's we're not we're not doing these things so that we can get God to to move or to do something that He hasn't already done. No, it's already the power that's been distributed on the inside of us. There's already been things given on the inside, put on the inside, and in the same way, like 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 Joshua was seeing a land and being charged to lead the 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 children of God into a land that had already been given, but it was going to take meditating, come on, meditating to obtain the things that had already been given. And in the very same way, it's going to take meditating to get your mind set on the things above so that you can obtain the things that God's already given so that you can see the natural uh, obtaining of the things that God's already made a spiritual reality. Come on, we're bringing something from the the spirit realm into the natural. We're walking out a reality in the spirit realm to to the natural realm. Amen? And so I just want to bring this out. This word meditating here, um, we know that it means mutter, say to yourself, you know, we, we've been taught that. I think Brother Hagen brought that point out, and, and, and pastors said that, and, and we know that, that it means, it means that. But there's another, another uh, usage of this word that I like. In Isaiah chapter 31 and verse 4, it's the same word used. And it's used as a lion growling over his prey. Come on, a lion growling over his prey. And I like that picture uh, uh, of the things uh, of meditating because, you know, there's a difference between seeing like an old man sitting on the corner muttering something to himself and a lion who's just killed a zebra and is protecting it from the jackals. Come on, there's a different picture. There's a different action. There's a different stance. There's a different knowing. I'm not just sitting here trying to mutter myself into something i 've already latched hold of a prey that God has given I've already been I've already latched hold of something that God has said is mine glory to God and I'm not just trying to mutter it to myself so I can believe it no I'm standing over the thing that God has given me and I don't know if you've ever watched a, na- a nature show or not but when you see a lion glory to God uh, standing over their prey they're not just they're not just kind of near it they're not just kind of associated with it they're all up in that thing their face is covered with their kill their hands are covered with their kill they're Covered with the thing that they just obtained. Their teeth are locked into the thing that they've just obtained. And God has given us some things. We've obtained some things, but are we are we growling over the things that God has given? Are we contending over the things that God has said are ours? Are we growling at the jackals of doubt? Are we growling at the jackals of unbelief? Are we growling at the, at the jackals of saying that you're not worthy? Are we growling at the jackals that said it's not gonna work, it's not gonna happen this time? Are we growling over, over the jackals that say that it, that is that is too late come on there's a different position of a lion a king the king of the jungle we've been made kings and heirs come on we're not just muttering ourselves into a victory we're not just trying to convince our minds to think something so that we can believe it no we're not that's not the position we're at we're believing we're speaking we're growling over the thing that god has already given We're growling over the promise that God has already said is ours. And so when the jackals of unbelief try to come, we don't just sit there and let them pick a little, pick a little there. You know, a lion could let a jackal come here and a hyena come here, and he would still be full. But a lion ain't trying to let part of his prey go to something that didn't get that prey. The devil didn't get what God gave me. That's why he's trying to come and get it. But God made me, God made you a king. And an heir, and a joint heir with Jesus, and He's already given you some things that you must growl over. How do we? How do we meditate? We growl over. I shall not be defeated, like David said. I can run through a troop. I can leap over a wall, he, like a lion. The CG. We're made in the in in the in the image of Jesus. And Revelations, I think, chapter 22 says He's the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. Amen. He came as the Lamb, but He reigns as the Lion. Amen. We've been called to reign together with Him, and so there's some lying tendencies we need to have when it comes to the promises of God there's some lying tendencies we need to have when it comes when it comes to what God has said about our future when it comes to what God said is ours when it says about what what we can who we can reach and who we can, can can influence in this community we need to growl over what but we need to see but the Bible says that he's given the nations as an inheritance are we growling over the the nations are we growling over the, our community the the ones that are lost that belong to this church that belong to the body of Christ? Are we growling over them? Are we letting the jackals grab, come and grab one? Are we letting the jackals come and grab our thought life and come and grab the, the future that God has for us? Are we believing the jackals and the lies of the enemy? Or are we growling over what God says belongs to us? Come on, you are made in his image. You are. You are able. Come on, anything that says, well, I'm just not able to win this fight. That's a jackal trying to come and get your prey. Well, I know that that's good preaching, Brother Steve, but for me, it's just too tough. That's a jackal trying to come and get your stuff. Well, I've tried this before. That's a jackal trying to get your stuff. I say stay away from my stuff. Some of y'all need to get in the mirror in the morning and start practicing your growl.. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm come on the enemy's not getting my stuff he's not i'm gonna peek my head into the living room so hard Woo. and the enemy's not blocking my view you ever been around a bad dog Try to get in his bowl. I'm even if it's a little dog I mean, some of y'all seen these little dogs. They're meaner than the big ones. And, and it's a little dog. And my grandparents have mean little dogs. They're mean. They nip and bite and all kinds of stuff. And they're like, oh, it's my baby. I'm like, I'm going to kill that thing in the name of Jesus. But even a little dog starts showing its teeth and growling when you try to get down near him. You're like, ooh. So you might think, well, I'm not big enough. I'm not, I'm not strong enough. You start just practicing your growl. Come on. The enemy don't want to mess with you. You might see yourself as a little dog right now. But I guarantee you, you got enough growl and biting you to run off every, en- every enemy that comes against you. Because little do you know, standing behind you is the big dog. And every time you growl, he growls with you. Ooh, every time you show, you bear your teeth against the enemy, the, the Lord Jesus is standing right there bearing his teeth with you. Ooh. <laughs> and so the enemy can't stand to be around you. He might try to come grab your stuff, but you start in faith showing your teeth. In faith, start speaking. In faith, get your mind set on the things. Meditate on the things above. Think and about the things that set your mind on the thing. Come on. When you go ahead in faith, start setting your mind on things above. Glory to God. The Father God comes alongside you. The Lord Jesus comes alongside you. The Holy Spirit comes alongside you. Amen. And works, confirming the words with signs following. Amen. This is our life. Amen. We have authority over our minds because Jesus, the Father, has said, I want to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Glory to God according to the power that's already working in you. Hallelujah. Come on. You need to get acquainted. You need to get acquainted. With the truth, get acquainted with it. Get all up in it like a lion. Amen. Put your face in it. Amen. You, uh, you, see, the, you see those lines, they're, they're, they're neck deep in, in that thing. I don't want to get too graphic, but you know what I'm talking about. Amen. And number four, the renewed mind has relentless expectation. Relentless expectation. It refuses to ask, How am I going to fix this? What am I going to do about it? Where is that kind of money gonna come from? I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't figure it out, but I don't know. The, the the renewed mind has a relentless expectation of God's plan, a relentless expectation of what God wants to do, a relentless expectation of how it's going to work out. Amen. It refuses. Our, uh, John G. Lake said that that the believer ought to be the world's most wildly optimistic person. Amen. Because, because we have a relentless expectation. Amen. We've been thinking that God said, if you'll just, if you'll just meditate, if you'll just dare to growl, if you'll just dare to, to growl over the promises that I've said, then you I don't even have to do anything. You will make your way prosperous. You will have good success. I don't even have to step in because I've already put that power on the inside of you. You don't even I don't even need to come to your aid in this this situation. All you got to do is begin to growl over the things that I've already given glory to God and you will make yourself prosperous. You will have good success. You will make your way straight. Amen. You will have the things that I've called you to have. You will see your future come to pass. You will see the blessing come to you you will reach the people i've called you to reach you will see their lives changed you will see the lame healed you will see the sick be be raised up amen you will see the captive set free didn't jesus say he opened up the scripture and said the anointing is upon me for god has anointed me to preach the gospel he has anointed you he has called you Let's set our minds on these things. Let's get our minds set on the things that he has said that we have and that we are. Amen. A perspective that is purposeful so that we can see the plan of God come to pass. Amen. The renewed mind belongs to us as part of who we are. And we have the grace and the ability to do it. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the grace. We thank you for the word of God. Father, we thank you that every word spoken tonight, Father God, today, in our services today, Father God, we just thank you for every word spoken from the pulpit, every encouraging word, from uh, uh, member to member, Father God, every word spoken to our hearts by the Holy Ghost, Lord, that it's working mightily in us. Father, to bring the things to pass that we, that we want to see and that you've called us to see. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for the plan and purpose of God for us as individuals and us as a church Lord you're so faithful and good we love you so much. Lord help us to begin to use our growl this week in a way that we've not used it before help us to begin to use our growl in areas we've not used it before. Areas show us the areas we've allowed the jackals to come. Lord there's areas yeah 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 there's areas in our lives, Lord, that we've allowed the jackals to come and steal, steal little things here, little things there. But Father, you, 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 you're revealing those things, and I ask you to reveal those things to our hearts, Lord, so that we can. All it takes, see, it's we've bought into a lie that it would take some great effort to kind of fix those areas. But, but I, the Spirit of God is saying it's it's not a great effort. It's just. At attention. And if you'll, if you'll use your authority in that area, use your growl, begin to meditate on those things, mm, the jackals will run and flee. Hallelujah. Father, so we thank you for revealing those things to us. Father, this week, this week we will take more of what belongs to us. We'll reach more of who you've called us to reach will flow in more of what you called us to flow in we love you so much in jesus name amen 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 Hallelujah. at impact family church it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the word of god we have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching